0: The Coaching You podcast is presented by Huddle Basketball and Huddle Assist, your best solution to capture and analyze every aspect of the game from the first tip to the final buzzer. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast presented by our friends at Huddle and Huddle Assist. After this quick timeout, we're going to be back with John Gallagher, the head coach at the University of Hartford. Prepare like the pros with the new FastDraw. FastDraw is the number one affordable coaching tool used by pro and high school level teams worldwide. With FastDraw, you can save your plays and playbooks digitally, attach video and share with other coaches and your players in seconds. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching content and resources through their blog and PlayBank. Which features over 8,000 free plays and drills from their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit fastmodelsports.com or follow them on Twitter at fastmodel. Don't forget to use promo code CU10. That is CU10 to receive 10% off your next Fast Model purchase. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that in to Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention coaching you or our podcast for three hundred dollars off your purchase. Hey, welcome to another coaching you podcast with the coach Brendan Sir, and I am so excited to have a great friend, John Gallagher, the head coach of University of Hartford as our guest. Gal, welcome, my friend.
1: My main man, Brendan Sir, uh, it's great to hear your voice, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: You know, um, <clears throat> you know when we were decided and when we were setting this up to talk. So many things ran through my mind because you know you're, you're you're you know you you have you're part of that illustrious group that has you know your own T-shirts, the Motley Crew out of uh, <laughs> you know I, I was going to say out of Philly, but you're 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 a very diverse group, you know that has uh, satellite cities and stuff, you know you even took in a, a disgruntled broadcaster, Jeff Van Gundy this year as an honorary member, you know and I. You know, and I told Steve Donahue. I just said, I, I just want to be with you guys one time because you know what it, it, it brought about—the learning, the emphasis that you guys have of a growth mindset of wanting to get better. How did, in your in your mind, yeah, how did that all start?
1: You know, I, I think um, early in our well, early in my career, Steve Donahue. Introduced me to Fran O'Hanlon early when I, I'd say when I was 20 1920 wow. and I'll never forget Franny O Saying this to me uh, I, I became his assistant later, but the one of the first conversations I had with him uh, Fran said um, I said can I come up and watch practice? He said sure I said uh, and I took all these notes when I went up and watched his practice and I said, do uh, you mind if I you know, share this with people? And and he said, sure. And I said, you're not. He said, there's no secrets in basketball. Mm-hmm. And and he said, uh, we all steal from each other. And he gave me this line. He said, uh, you steal from one, it's plagiarism. You steal from everybody, it's research.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: And, and uh, Fran was the biggest giver. And then when I worked for him, it was like, If you loved basketball, it was basketball paradise every day. They were the two best years of my life in basketball as learning what I learned about culture, what I learned about the offensive side of the ball. Um, And I was watching him last night on CBS Sports against Loyola, and he called timeout. It's a a two-point game, and Loyola went zone. And I just saw him wave his hand and, like, just run what I said. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like they went zone and they get a dunk at the rim, Jeez. and in my mind, I'm thinking, I remember 15, 16 years ago being with him, and the 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 way he treats the game, um, you know, that's where it comes from. I really believe his his mentality on giving uh, and basketball. Uh, it, it's a spiritual way he looks at the game.
0: Yeah, he's always been uh, one of my favorites and one that, you know, he's got that whole Philly background and everything. And how long has he been at Lafayette
1: now? 25 years. How about that? It's unbelievable. <laughs> 25 years. I think he's the long – him and Jim Beheim are the two longest tenured – or Mike Krzyzewski, Jim Beheim, and him are are like three of the longest tenured guys at one school. And, Fran, if you work for him, I mean, it is – I mean, we you just sit in there and you talk ball all day. And I, I, I honestly, I don't know if there's a lot of basketball programs that talk more basketball than Lafayette. I mean, they just talk. And and he and he chews on the game every day, which is, you know, he, he just doesn't stop, which is awesome.
0: You know, for 11 years, what you've done at Hartford in 11 years is frankly spectacular. I mean, uh, it was going through a tough time when you came in there. And I'm sure a lot of your friends said, what the hell are you doing? You know, you'll never get it done there and stuff like that, which is, you know, juice to someone like yourself, you know, to challenge you, you know. But, A, tell me about what it was like in getting the job because you were a very young guy and why did you go there and then the process of growing that program to where it is today.
1: You know, Brendan, it's like um, when you take over a program, and I mean this. I was listening to uh, a business talk one time, and the guy said, I I was so naive, I didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) And I was naive, and uh, I didn't understand um, what it took, Um, but I just threw, you know, it takes every fiber of your soul. I mean, there's scars inside of me on those losing years. People don't understand, uh, you know, the sleepless nights, the 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 times where you, you you wake up, and you you know it's four in the morning, and you you think, you know, what are we doing here? What are you doing there? Uh, how we got it done um, was just out of pure, like, you know, duct tape and crazy glue in the beginning. It was just how we survived, and then. As we got on our feet uh, the last three, four years, we understand who we are. But to get to where we we are, we had to go through some, some real scars, some real hard times. And um, I think people out there that have coached at places that have never won understand what I'm saying. And if you're at a place where they've always won, you don't understand what I'm saying. Because the pain, you know, Fran O'Hanlon's great line, and this is a great line. I talked about this this weekend. Uh, you have to be able to lie down with pain to be good. And, and, and that takes suffering, and suffering has to become a friend. And you can't run from it. And uh, the days of... Running from it, you'll, your program will never succeed. And, uh, you know, we have lied down with pain. We have slept with pain at Hartford to get where we've gotten to where now we're looking at the fourth straight year of being a top 14. Uh, we were playing in the championship game and COVID happened at Vermont. We feel like we can get there this year. But you don't get there by running from pain.
0: It's a great line. I'd love, never heard it either. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like pain myself, but I, I do love <laughs> that. I like the same guy, you know, t- talk to folks that don't understand your conference. is. I mean, there, there, I know we have a lot of conferences in the U S but there's so many of them that are freaking hard to win. in. yours is one of them.
1: <laughs> talk well, about, I, it. Mean, your, it I really mean, is hard. Just, just go through it. Vermont, John Becker, yep. last seven years, last eight years, winning his team in New England. Think about that. They got wow. UConn. You got Boston College. John Becker's built a program. Always uh, John uh, Tom Brennan built it. He's yep. continued it. That's um, just elite. I mean, they're an elite program. Um, you know, you got uh, UMBC. Ryan Odom. Yeah, they beat Virginia. Ryan Odom was down eight. UMBC's down eight at Vermont, come back and win the game. I always say, I know they beat Virginia, number one. The biggest upset was beating Vermont at Vermont. Ryan Odom, I just got done playing him this weekend. As good as a coach as there is out there. So you got John Becker, you got Ryan Odom. Two really good teams. I mean, two really good programs. You got Will Brown. He just won his 400th game this weekend at Albany. Great. I mean, if you have to... We talk about. I talked about this this morning to our team. The two things our program is always focused on is growth and preparation. How are we growing? And how are we preparing? Love it. And and you, if you if you st- stand still at this and at this on this pro at this conference with guys like Bill Harion at New Hampshire, he's coached a <laughs> thousand games. Great coach. Yep. I mean, you got every weekend. You got had to Lowell you got the, the coaches in our league it, 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 now you have to play back to back the last 10 minutes on on a back-to-back you, you, I mean you' you're at each other's throat that's how that's how intense these games are
0: are you doing back to back at the same site same site yeah I
1: mean you're I think you it's get impo- done, it's near you impossible get done to, to, you get done to Sunday afternoon Brendan you're you could sleep for two days if you, if you, if you had the chance.
0: Yeah. I, I, I look at those. That's how, you know, NBA playoff, you know, you start two games on the road, two games at home, either way, but are you playing them back to back days, right?
1: Back to back days. So one uh, o'clock that's, that's, Saturday, one o'clock Sunday or five o'clock yeah. Saturday, three o'clock Sunday.
0: Yeah. And see, people don't realize in the NBA, you'll play on a, you know, on a Tuesday and then you'll play on a Thursday or Friday. At, at, both on the road or both at home, but to play back to back, there's no time to regroup. I mean, and, and it is it is so near impossible. I think unless you're just so far away, a better team to sweep the two games. If yeah, that's. Split, and
1: I, I think it's really, really hard. Yes, really hard.
0: If you split, you've done good. <laughs> Homer away. Yeah. I mean that Homer away, and that makes it really, really hard. Talk about your style of play gal as far as what, 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 what you know you've had these four fantastic years now this one counting this one what has been your key to your success from a style play standpoint
1: so yeah on the defense end uh we're man to man 70 80 percent of the time one free one the other 20 percent i got that from uh, i worked for dan lebowitz here yeah. who was just a phenomenal coach phenomenal person uh one of the classiest people uh, I've ever, ever been around is Dan Leibowitz. And I, I he worked under John Chaney. So we, we run what we call Rover, which is our John Chaney's one, three, one. We played about six or seven different ways, honestly. Um, And what do you mean you play different ways? Well, the top guy of the zone, he could be flat or he could stun it. You know, he could, he could put it to the sideline. Your backline guy, does he go to the corners or does he stay? Does your middleman go to the block or does he stay in the middle? And we'll play it different ways. The wings, do they play the corner or do they play the elbow? So we have different ways that we play it. So, And we teach it and we cover it and we try to – this year we haven't done as much because I have the best defensive guard I've ever had in my life, uh, Tracy Carter out of Philly. Uh, you know it'll break the all time steels record again this season if we had thirty one games wow um he's he's the best defender i've ever so he likes man to man so we play man to man more because he's our best defender and you know our defense is is better we have to be able in at the end of february to play one three one that's what we're working on now and then offensively brendan we love we love uh ball reversal so we love motion but we go sets into motion Mm -hmm. so we'll have 15 to 20 sets and uh are more concepts after the set gets done uh where we're trying to get the ball in the paint um and uh you know we shoot threes not as much as we used to because we want to get the ball to the rim i think that's uh maybe the van gundy effect on me this summer uh you know, speaking of Jeff Van Gundy, he affected me. He said something on, the, on one of our zooms that was fascinating. He said, uh, "You know, you need to you need to get your everything in in the first two weeks." So, uh, you know, I'm from Philly, and mm. Bud Gardler was my high school coach. I know and Buddy we, well. We, we, yeah, we ended up being you teach on. All right, we're going to do this. We're slow. You slow everything down. You'll get to it eventually, because he's such a great teacher. And Coach Van Gundy said, "You got to get everything in the first two weeks." And I and I'm like thinking at my desk. I never heard. it. I did it this year, and I think it's fast. I, I I'll never I'll never do what I used to do. I, I threw everything in first two weeks: baseline out of bounds, sideline out of bounds, special situations, everything. It didn't look pretty, but we were better earlier in the season this year than ever. And I stole that from Jeff. We just, we, we, we put everything in right away.
0: I want to come back to that after this short timeout, we'll be right back with the great John Gallagher. Hi, this is Brendan, sir. I'm talking to coaches, PE teachers, ADs, and camp directors, because I'm so excited to announce our newest coaching you podcast partnership with my friends from 360 hoops what if i told you that i've witnessed the most innovative game training and exercise for kids that i've seen in decades 360 hoops takes up less space than traditional basketball and allows for more players to get involved in developing their basketball fundamentals the three-sided basket is attached to wheels for easy transportation and can adjust from seven to ten feet the uses are endless, from elementary and middle school recess to physical education class that can also be used for team practice and skill development training for teams with players of all ages. For more information, visit www.play360hoops.com to learn more about this new innovative product. Make sure you mention coaching you for a 10% discount. Jeff Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy, master teachers, um, and uh, you know they, you know the the thing I love about those guys, they're two of the best givers. We talked about giving and sharing, two of the best I've ever come across, you know, and that's that's the thing, Gal, that I, I love. When Stan got knocked out, I was coaching at UCF. When Stan got knocked out with the magic, he uh, he called Donnie Jones and I up, and he said, Hey, Brennan, uh you mind if I come over? Sure, what do you need? I just want to sit and talk basketball with you guys. <laughs> and he'd come over at least once or twice a week, and he'd sit in our office. And he'd do a Fran O'Hanlon with us, just talk. And and it, you know what? It's like getting your Ph.D. in coaching, you know. He's coming over there, and he's just giving you everything he has.
1: That is so cool. It, 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 it is. Uh, with Jeff Van Gundy, I'm, I'm. you know, we would sit on these Zooms for f- – one day we were on it for six hours. I want you to think about this: six hours, and you know, Porter Moser. I mean, love him. every everyone is you know challenging each other to get better, and you know, Tim Miles, his basketball mind. He's one of the great. Uh, uh, the job he did at the job he did at Nebraska. I, I, I mean. They they won thirteen and five, uh, and didn't make the NCAA tournament. That was Think one of the that. more cr- more crimes of college basketball in the last ten years. Thirteen and five in the Big Ten and you don't get in. And Miles uh, Timmy has such a basketball mind. i stolen so much off of Tim, and Coach Van Gundy is, is such a basketball purist that you get on these calls and like. One of them I couldn't believe we not we didn't record these mm. because the these 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 were they're the teaching on it. Now we did take notes and notes. Uh, Mike Martin from Brown is the best note taker in the world. Um, <laughs> but like you don't you don't get basketball minds like this every day. And Jeff Van Gundy is just it, it, it's there's a reason he's the best analyst. And I would love to see him coach again. I would love to see it.
0: I think he would like to. I really do. I think he's now and, and seeing Stan get back. I think he reluctantly wanted to take the Houston job. I think, you know, he, he did, you know, maybe not with Harden and Westbrook and <laughs> now they're both out of there, ironically. You know. But uh you know, he's such a he's such a good coach and I would like to see him back again. Yes. Tell me tell me Gal. um what has it been like for you? Uh, you know, because you're you're a beautiful small private school in a gorgeous area of West Hartford.
1: What's it been like coaching in COVID? I'm I, I, I'm shocked. Uh, well, not shocked. I shouldn't say shocked. I'm just so impressed with our administration, really. Uh, our assistant ads that the, the stuff that. The testing we have to test three times a week. Right. Um, the the protocols and the procedures that you have to go through just to play a college basketball game. Um, you know our athletes. We're very. I, I'm very appreciative of everything that the administration has to has done so we can play. And I mean administration meaning our our conference office. Uh, our our commissioner, Amy Huckthausen.
0: She's amazing, right? She's, she's,
1: uh, she's did, she's done an absolute unbelievable job for the men's and women's programs in getting us to play and formatting it, uh, for us to play the leadership she's shown has been unbelievable. And I, I can't say it enough. And she was the first person years ago, to go on the ESPN three, we were the first conference to do that. Wow, I didn't she know that. saw the vi- she saw the vision. We we as coaches were like, wait a minute, w- w- what's the ESPN three thing? She had the vision. Amy did. How about that? Yeah, I mean she she's everyone's followed, but Amy had the vision.
0: That's amazing. I've heard so many good things about her. Um, yep. You know, tell me about what do you, what's going to be the way they're going to do your conference tournament. I'm hearing all these things about different conferences and how they're going to do it based on COVID. How is yours going to like you're your conference that always played a team with better record has home court, right? Yep. Yeah. Which is I think the perfect thing to do in a smaller conference, uh, a Sun, same thing, right? Uh, yep. But now a Sun just went to over the weekend. They said, we're going to play the men's stuff all in Jacksonville, and the women's are going to be at Kennesaw State, you know, to bring people to one location and stuff. What are they doing with you guys?
1: They're, they're actually, I think they're voting on it this week, the ADs. I, I think it'll be one site, but I don't have, they're, yeah. they're deciding on that right now. I don't know how many teams are going to be. The format has not been decided uh, just because of COVID. And uh, I think they're going to decide this week. Do
0: you have fans at your games at all in, in your
1: league? No. Yeah. No, there's no fans. Those up in the Northeast, there's no fans. That's right. I, I look mean. in the South. I look in the South, and it's
0: uh, pretty. I, I, I love
1: checking on Lenny Acuff because Lenny's a friend. I watch his games, and there's a there's people in the stands. I'm blown away.
0: Yeah, <laughs> blown saw, away. I saw Stetson allowed 50 people, 25 from each team, friends and family to come yep. socially distanced with masks, you know. Uh, but, you know, and then you'll go see the Arkansas Razorbacks. David Patrick's got, uh, you know, all 5,000 of his relatives in Arkansas are at the game and stuff, you know. And then you'll go to other places. There'll be, you know, LSU will have 2,500, 3,000. And then other places have no one in the stands. You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's kind of like it's an eerie feeling. You, especially because of those facilities have always been sellouts. You know, twenty thousand at Arkansas for years. You know, and so uh, I think it changes the, Duke, the great Duke University, to see no one in that arena is absolutely incredible.
1: It's awkward. It, it is. I cannot wait for the fans next year. Well,
0: uh, give me your thoughts because you're, you're you're a real uh, thought leader in this. What what, what are you thinking about uh, NCA at one site in Indianapolis? When I think it's, say, I think it's, I think say.
1: it's tremendous. I think, yeah. uh, you know, Dan Gavitt did a great, I think you, you, you gotta keep it. Can't be flying around. You can't, can't move around, uh, just cause of the virus. And, um, I think it's the safest way to get it done. Um, you know, they have enough facilities. It's a great basketball state. Uh, I think it's really, really smart. I,
0: I haven't seen anything. You would know this a lot better than I, uh, are they going to have a convention? Do you think or no? No, no.
1: I would. I, I think it's going to be a virtual convention. and my, I think that's what they're going to do. Okay. Where you you know you you sign up and you watch clinics online, which I think will be really cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but it's been so difficult. What What are your expectations? Hopefully, do you think? I mean, we and also, from a standpoint of a program like yours, the recruiting has been crazy. Uh, In the last year, not being able to go out at all, you know,
1: or have anyone on campus, right? The hardest thing for seniors in high school are, so you're a senior, you're out there, you're playing well. There's no scholarships because you're getting, you know, unless you signed or, commit, you know, someone's leaving, certain schools are not going to be able to afford to give scholarships out. And there's just going to be a gap, um, you know, a, a big vacuum of where where do these kids end up going? Mm. Uh, that's why prep schools and junior colleges are going to be infiltrated with very good basketball players. And, um, you know, because everyone gets the year back. So it, 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 it leads to, uh, you know... As the roster management is going to be more than recruiting, how do you manage your roster is going to really uh, be the key for certain programs out there.
0: Do you have to bring a kid back, or is it your decision?
1: I think it's the kid's decision. He has the right to come back. He has the right. We only, yeah, we only have one senior, um, Tracy Carter, and you know he's deciding on. If he wants to come back, uh, but the the <laughs> there's just a gap for yeah. all the teams in the country that you know what happens. Boy, I didn't
0: even look at that. Wow, that's a sad thing for the high school kids. It's. Or I shouldn't say sad. It's really difficult and different for what we've been used to in the past.
1: Absolutely, it's going to be. It's it's going to be uh, a really strange because every roster will be different and the transfer the market is just i think it'll be even uh it'll change even more with the new rule that you could be eligible right away
0: yeah we're going to take another break and then we're going to come back and finish up our last final segment right back with john gallagher the best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever that's why coaches love huddle assist with Assist, you get full game breakdowns including cl- complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just a box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like the li- like lineup data, VPS, and of course effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened see every shot turnover rebound and much more with just a few clicks want to see how huddle assist is elevating basketball visit huddle.com assist that's h-u-d-l dot com slash assist to learn more mindview is an amazing amazing company that literally is just releasing a platform They have developed an incredible assessment that we have just totally, totally been blown away with because on this assessment that you can take in a matter of 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes on your phone, the things that you've never been able to measure before, like resilience, grit, hope, adaptability, all these things, they are able to measure them as to how you're thinking and feeling right now. This is a game changer. As far as I'm concerned, I'm a strength finder guy. I love all that. But MindView is the latest technology. It is just literally coming on the market right now. The platform that they've created is second to none. The emphasis right now on your players' mental wellness is unprecedented. I'm sold on MindView. Now it's your turn. For more information about MindView, M-I-N-D-V-U-E, please contact the COO. Cleet mcquinn his email is c m c q u i n n at mindview.com or visit their website at mindview.com back with john gallagher at the university of hartford you come from an incredible background in the philadelphia area uh You've had some great coaches. You mentioned Buddy Gardler as your high school coach. And i had gone back all the way to Five Star when I was a, one of the original campers there and stuff. So I've known Buddy forever. But talk about some of the mentors and some of the reasons. people. And, and this is what I'm so big on. Coaches are the, have the potential to be the greatest impact on their players. And, you know, uh, UB Brown was mine. You know, he was my high school coach. And, you know, what an influence he had. But I know the power of that. Position, who were some of the people that helped you?
1: You know my uh, well. But you mentioned Bud Gardler. He was, uh, you know, Bud was really hard on the point guards, and I was a point guard for him. I started three years at Cardinal O'Hara in the Philadelphia Catholic League, and and those games were just, you know, the intensity, and if you're, they, they just. You could, I could close my eyes and think about those games, and it feels like yesterday. The intensity. Um, you know, I I, I I I lost a game to Carroll, where they pulled the clock, and Martin Inglesby drove the length of the floor, laid it in. He was a sophomore. Carroll. I left. I went to church at five fifteen at Saint Pius. Afterward, the game was at two o'clock. I went outside and threw up in the bush. I was so sick of losing the game. I can close my eyes. And think about Bud in the locker room, the intensity. Um, uh, you know, I, I could think about that and still sweat because <laughs> Bud had that major impact on me in a good way. He was such a great mentor. Um, and then I went and played for Phil Martelli, and um, the way he ran a program um, was just unbelievable. The organization, and the unconditional love he has for his players um, is just, it's why St. Joe's, uh, you know, went to so many NCAA tournaments. And you know, when I was there, you know, I was a bench guy, uh, but we went to the Sweet 16 and uh, you know, his leadership was just, just unbelievable, unbelievable. And then I worked for Speedy Morris uh, for two years at LaSalle, I was a young 22 year old assistant in the Atlantic 10. Wow! And, you know, Speedy had, and what we talk about at Hartford right now, he had a neighborhood mentality. Everybody that was a part of LaSalle was in his neighborhood and he treated people, you know, we have a hashtag on everything we do is the neighborhood. (laughs) And, and you know, we, we built that. And, and I, and if somebody said, where did you, get, everyone asked me, where did you get that neighborhood? You know, cause I, I got all these Hartford firefighters that come in to the games and I got people following us from the community. You know, I'm on the boys and um, I'm on the board at the boys and girls club of Hartford and Speedy taught me that if you know, if you look back, it was like, everybody's in this neighborhood of LaSalle and you know, he had unbelievable teams, but he made everybody feel a part of his neighborhood. And the, the genuine way Speedy is, um, you know, look at how many wins he has at the high school and college level. If Speedy never left Roman, I mean this. He would have been the first. He would have been him and Morgan Wooten and Coach Hurley would have been in the Hall of Fame yeah. if he never left Roman. And, uh, you know, I, I still think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, for the contributions he's made for the game, and look at look at his body of work—it's it's unbelievable. Uh, and then from Speedy, I had uh, three years with Billy Hahn, and that was uh, a lesson on recruiting. <laughs> if anybody out there knows Billy, we recruited and we recruited hard. And uh, uh, Billy's a, another great person. And then we—I went from Billy to uh, Fran O'Hanlon. And that's where I really learned um, just the program, man, just top to bottom. So what do you mean, top to bottom? When we eat, seniors eat first, juniors eat second, sophomores eat third, freshmen eat, then the coaches eat last. Fran, I still do it today. I'm the last person that eats. And you say, well, what do you mean? Well, everyone has to eat first. And I'll never forget asking Fran that question. Yeah, he says they run out if they run out of food, John. I can go without the meal, not the players. And I, you know, I, I, you know, I got that from Fran. Just being, being a servant, servant leader. leader. Yeah, don't do it in words. Do it in action. And the, the, you know how we stand on the sideline to this day. We have our hands behind, and we're in. You know, when people say, "Where did you get that?" Fran taught me, a great line Fran said is, is, it takes me 45 seconds to figure out who had a bad day or who's going through something, where if I had everyone in a circle or everyone moshed up and I can't see their eyes, it takes me 45 minutes to figure out who's who's had a rough day, just on their body language. Just on their body language. And that, that was from Franny. And there's so many different things from Fran I took in those two years. And then from there, I went, Up to Hartford. I was Dan Leibowitz's assistant, and uh, Dan changed my life bringing me up here. Um, You know, this is such a great community. You know, I'm from Philly, uh, born and raised, but I am a Hartford guy now. That's great. And uh, I love it here. You know, and then I went back to Penn after Hartford. I worked for Glenn Miller and Jerome Allen. And there's always positives. Like, Glenn was the best timeout drawing up timeout plays Glenn had great great timeouts he was very 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 good out of timeouts. and then Jerome Allen I worked for half a season uh and he had a great approach um you know with the NBA and Europe uh he had a great you know he was in the NBA as a player and then he played in Europe and he just he he really understood spacing and ball screen offense Um, So I I learned a ton off all these guys, and that's where I think the Motley crew, you know, Brendan, this past six months, I I dove back into it and almost was an assistant on those calls, just listening and learning from everybody.
0: See, I think that's one of the biggest things. That's actually why Kevin Eastman and I started coaching you 13 years ago was because we felt there was not learning and development happening at the college level because all yeah, the and, head coaches and, were full and I'll say this recruiting. like David
1: Patrick yeah. I mean DP like I learned so much on his defensive mind and his offensive mind like he's going to be a high major coach in the next couple of years like mm-hmm. his mind his way uh basketball mind is as good as any basketball mind I've been around David Patrick just phenomenal I think he could be a head coach in the NBA <laughs> uh but you know he wants to be a college coach I mean he, his his mind is that good. Um, you know, he's a, obviously, he's a dear friend of yours, he's a, he's one of my best friends in the world.
0: But, you know, DP, uh, and he and I, you know, we talk every morning. I'm concerned he hasn't called me this morning, so uh, he's probably <laughs> pissed off that we're talking right now. But the <laughs> thing, the thing about David is that, you know, I think this happens to a lot of people. You're in a job f- for, it doesn't matter. You're, when you're a head coach, you are consumed in that job. That there's, you know that is your world, and and if I said to you, "Hey, you know what? I think you could be really good here," and and you would say, "What are you talking about? I'm 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 right here. My feet are planted firmly where I am," and so I think it's sometimes important that you have an outside person that can evaluate you and coach you, uh, and that's what I've tried to do with with David. And I I told him uh, several months ago. I I said I think you should be an MBA. Coach, uh, because I think you have the skill set to be everything for that the NBA wants. You can relate and connect to players. You can teach. You are young. You are fit. I said you have charisma. You have the whole package. And,
1: and he really, And one of the things I know you probably will get this. He holds people accountable. Oh, he's a tough and, son of a gun. Yes. Yeah. And 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 you know I've I, I've talked to him like Riverside. Look at the job. Uh, Mike's doing out there now, but he brought in great players there. I mean, great players. They had USC. Uh, was it USC? You yeah, had USC beat the other night, and that's why I do love David. Like, you know, he's rooting so hard for Riverside and Mike. They like the other night. I was texting with them when they when the game went overtime. Um, he, he's just. He's everything that's right about college basketball.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent, and 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 you know what? I th- tell me this. I think you're touching on it right now. To be a fabulous, fabulous college coach, I'll use college, not pro, because I, I think it's a different sport uh, from a personnel standpoint. Also, um, the number one investment has to be in your players. Correct.
1: Number one. Yeah, and I think it's, it's is, all about it's all about long term development. Like we have a line here, Brendan. I say, you know, when I recruit, uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. Basketball wins, law, I, but I we're gonna have two tables at your wedding, and that's what we're gonna have here. And when you get married at you know you, you play here in ten, twelve years, or whenever you get married, we'll have two tables at your wedding. And you know, guys are getting married now. And we got two tables. That's we actually ridiculous. had three at one. Um, and that's the neighborhood. And that da- David has that, like,
0: yeah. he's
1: involved with everyone's life, even when they leave here or leave any program. Cause I've seen it. Yeah. You know, I've, tra- I've, I've been in Australia r- recruiting with David. I have David and, and Chris Harriman, who's at Cal, they've, they've helped me out with the Australian recruiting circles in my last eleven years, I've had a real. I've I've had an Australian starter every year in eleven years. It's fabulous, and that's that's through that's through David, and um, you know, uh, the 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 two tables at that wedding. That's David and and even Chris have that way about them. Yeah, that's
0: that's great. I I'd never heard the two tables at the wedding. I love that. That is that is great. Uh, give me on on the on your uh, Motley Crue podcast, a uh, podcast, uh, zooms this summer. Yep. What were, I know you mentioned about Jeff Van Gundy. Give me some of the learnings that were brought there that you, you, you just said, man, I didn't, I didn't know that or didn't think about that, you know, until.
1: So we had a, we had a Navy seal on and, um, he talked about breathing <laughs> and if you take two breaths like two quick breaths through your nose it relaxes the body so when you shoot a foul shot i want my guys taking two quick breaths and these are small like yeah. there's little things that and this guy was he ran seal team six i mean wow. th- this was this was uh you know the best of the best that we have in our country and I think there's little tidbits that I took from every guy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, Tim, when Tim Miles gets his next job, I know they're going to win. I, I, I took a lot off of Timmy. Um, he's got great ball screen motion. He's got, he runs a good one, three, one. We studied that. Um, you know, one of the, one of the great, uh, teachers out there is Joe Mahalik at Hofstra. Yep. Um, he's got great, I mean he's one of the best coaches in America. Uh he's got a, just an unbelievable way about him. Um I've st- Joe Joe's one of my biggest mentors. When I was struggling in years six and seven here, Joe Mahalik called me every day. <laughs> and Joe Mahalik called me every day. How about that? And 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 he you know we, we we have had three great years. I don't think I would be able to have him if Joe Mahal wasn't in my life.
0: that's very, very powerful and and I, and I've known Joe for years when he was up at Niagara and stuff and yeah he's a he's a, he's special a great, guy, just a man.
1: special 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 person
0: well, you know i think um, I think what, what you've shown and exhibited and all the guys and what why you guys took a huge step is, you know, we all get, you know, we all had the same amount of time this spring and summer, but you guys decided that you were going to make the best of it, and you're going to, you, and because all of the people in the Motley crew had a growth mindset as opposed to a fixed mindset and said, I know everything, I don't need to learn any, you had a growth mindset said, "Let said, let me get better. I think that's so powerful, and mm-hmm. congratulations to all of you in there. But, um,
1: and, and and like last night, I'll give you, we lose at UMBC yesterday. We Uh split, we won Saturday, lose Sunday. So, I, I, you know, you know, coaches were, I'm not in the best mood. So it's Sunday night. I'm watching the tape and Porter calls me, you know, Porter just won at Northern Iowa, right? The second half might be the best offensive second half. Like he just, they won by 40. Which is Northern Iowa was very, very good team. Yep. Okay. Very good. Look, go look at who they played. They're a good team. Porter calls me and he's worried. You know, what'd you do wrong? What do you have to get better at? And he gives me a speech last night about just take every ounce of your anger and and focus on getting better. That's what I talked about today. We got to focus on just getting better. Every ounce of our fiber. That's what he said to me last night. That's great. You know, but but. That's sort of the motley crew. When guys are down, guy, you know, people call, people pick you up, because this is a hard business, Brendan. Ooh. This is a hard business, and anybody that's a head coach, I have sympathy. I, 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 especially if you're in programs that have never won or are are going through it, um, because pain is inevitable. If you want, if you don't want to live with pain, don't get into coaching. <laughs>
0: i want you to do this to your assistants this week okay chuck daly did it to me you know i worked for UB, for tello kevin lockery i'm working now for yubi am um, for, uh, for chuck and i'm in the forum in los angeles we're playing the lakers riley's coaching and we are we got the pistons and we're we go in there and kick their butt in the forum okay and you know they're defending world champions and after the game, we go into the coach's locker room. Chuck takes off his, you know, magnificent suit jacket, you know, from one of those big haberdasheries in Philly and, and takes it off, hangs it up. His shirt, his beautiful dress shirt is drenched, right? <laughs> it's like he has just been thrown in the shower. He looks at me. I had just taken my jacket off. He takes his hand and puts it right under my armpit. I am dry. I am. I am dry as can be. That is the difference between a head coach and an assistant coach.
1: So this is a great Chuck Daly story because I know you're so close to him. So I'm in L.A. and at the Beverly Hills, uh, I think, the, with the Hilton or whatever. Yeah. And there's a. It's a big coaches thing, and I'm there, and Chuck Daly is standing there, and I just said, "A hey, coach, John Gallagher, I'm an assistant at Penn." And he goes, University of Pennsylvania? I said, Yeah. He goes, I coach. I said, I know you coach (laughs) there. He goes, um, He goes, the uh," he stops. We spend 45 minutes together. We have a drink at the bar. Do you know what he said to me? It was, I still, he said, You know, I coached the 92 Olympic team. i won NBA championships with the, the Pistons. I've done this. I've done that. He's going through everything. He goes, do you know the greatest feeling in the world is going into the palestra in a sold-out crowd. There's no feeling like it walking into the palestra. Yeah. And I do I I, I know Stevie said, Steve Donahue you said this. The the reason there's so many coaches from Philly isn't Philadelphia. It's the palestra.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: You what because when I was five years old, four years old, my dad took me into that building. Wow. And and when you walk into that building, you know, it's a lie. It's a person. It's just not a building. There's a spirit to it. Yeah. I mean, it's a living organism. <laughs> and if you don't believe it, then you you just don't understand it. I mean, that's that's why Fran McCaffrey is in coaching. Yeah. He Yeah, he loved basketball. But the palestra, it, it's why Fran O'Hanlon, Fran Dumphy, Bruiser Flint, uh, John Chaney, it, it, the palestra. roly Mass. Yeah. I mean, the palestra is, you know, is the, me- I mean, it is the, it is this, I mean, it's the best building in college basketball. It is, I mean, it is, I mean, I, I walk in there to, to if I walked in there tomorrow, I get chills every time I go in. When I coached there, I got chills every day walking in there.
0: I love that. You know what, we gotta we gotta get Leibowitz back in coaching.
1: Absolutely. Dude. He,
0: he's a great a, administrator. I, I, he was number. my administrator in the SEC and the AAC, right? But he's a hell of a coach.
1: He's a listen. I I, I know he's thought about it. He's he, he, first off, he was a hell of a head coach. I worked for him. Uh-huh. Uh he's yeah. Uh, he's got an unbelievable basketball mind to the day uh I played a kid you I'll give you an example. I played a kid yesterday with four fouls. We fouls out with ten minutes to go. He's my best player wow it's a it was I thought it was a terrible call, needless to say he's out of the game. I'm pissed Dan you know Dan sends me a message he says it was the right thing to do. You're on the road. you won the first day. Dan's basketball mind uh on the offense and defensive end. His defensive mind's unbelievable. His offensive of mind, his pick and roll, I think he should be in coaching. Yeah. I think he should be. A,
0: but I understand I, why he's not, too.
1: <laughs> I get it. But he—but
0: he's that good. Yep.
1: He's that good. That is fabulous. And that's why, like, even, like, Stevie you like, people say, like, it, it, I listen to your podcast, the BC. If BC gave him the other the, – the, if they let him stay on, Brendan, if they kept him that year, he was winning. Yeah. He had Anderson. He had Anderson who transferred to Arizona. He was first team all Pac-12. He had Joe Rayhan, who was the, the best player. They had the two best players in the West uh, were on his team. They weren't leaving BC. They were gonna win that year. And if he gave, if they if you look at the records, look at Al Skinner's four years, look at Jim O'Brien's four years. If if Stevie had given the fifth year, go look at their fifth years. Don't get me started; it gets me pissed off. <laughs> can you tell? Can, can you tell? I get pissed off. You know just, what? I wish no, no I wish, one. No one's helped my coaching more in my life than him. Yeah, he got screwed there. That was that was that was just because I'm. Uh, you know, Steve's done so much for me. If he got his fifth year, they weren't. I know he's like to say, you know, I, I'm accountable. If they gave him his fifth year, they were winning.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, but the thing the thing that's so good about um, this business. Is that sometimes things happen for the wrong reasons, but end up being for the right reasons? And so, for him to get back to Penn, I think might be I for agree. the right reason. I agree. with you. You know, if
1: you if you n- never forget, you know, Chuck Daly left Boston College to be the head coach of Penn. There's right. a reason. I get it. I get it. Hey,
0: he he left a Final Four team to become an assistant in the NBA. To Billy Cunningham for thirty five thousand dollars. Think about that. I, I, Think I, about that for thirty five thousand. You know,
1: he told he told me that night. I still remember the conversation. He told me that night. I said, "Why did you do that?" He said, uh, "You know, I kicked myself. I probably should have stayed, but I was frustrated. I don't know if this matches, but he said they 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 couldn't get Gene Banks. Gene Banks was going to go to Penn, right? But the Ivy League." still had the freshman sit out. They had to still sit in the front and the ID wouldn't wave that where Duke wait, you could play as a freshman.
0: Right. How about that?
1: So he was pissed. <laughs> Daddy
0: rich, my guy. Oh man. I wish we were in a restaurant. We could talk all day and night and, and you know what? And it'd be the best time of the year, but uh, let's catch up soon. You are a gem and a big big reason why college basketball is so special. Finish out the rest of the season so strong, and I look forward to catching up with you soon.
1: Always good talking to you, Brendan.
0: John Gallagher, man, I'll tell you what, he is a personality uh, that makes college basketball so special. He is a guy that knows everyone, knows how to connect people together, but most of all, he's a guy that's, like most coaches in college ball, are all in it because of their kids and about helping them and helping them grow and develop. But man, what a good X and O guy and what a program developer he has done at the been doing and is doing at the University of Hartford. So until next week, this is the coach, Brendan Sir.